Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Jeff Van Gundy NBA Tribute Show. My name is Marco. I'm joined by my co-host with the most lucas marco hello how are you today yeah all right f125 it actually feels very recently that we had f100 does it but it was in fact half a year ago now really Probably a little bit more i reckon i feel it feels like ages ago for me it feels like a lot's happened you know well what, what do we do for 120 100 we had the really silly one on the on the couch of the hammer and i was going to the I was going to the JPEG Mafia concert afterwards. Oh my god, that was so long ago. Yeah. That was so and long ago. It was ago. like just easily one of the silliest episodes we've ever done. Yeah. I don't no. think we talked about anything. 100%. 100%. 100%. I just uh, I just burped. My mouth smells awful. <laughs> Why would that be? Oh, because we had yeah, Aljana. Garlicky, maybe. Massively garlicky. <laughs> yeah, we had Aljana pre recording. We probably mm. started eating at about 6. 6.15 Eastern, it's mm. now 7.49 Eastern. So I feel as though we we pass the initial wave of the, like, you know, like when we get Crocs and yeah. Rooster, it wipes you out for the night. EJ's wipes you out, I reckon, for about an hour. Yeah. I still don't feel... I don't feel hot. I don't feel amazing. I actually feel I actually do feel warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling quite warm. Like, a bu- <laughs> like there's a buzz inside my skin. Yeah. Yeah, my tummy's a bit whatever you know yeah that is also i mean trademark of Eljana is like oh my god just wo- some sort of wobbly sausage inside yeah you yeah get, get, uh is small and or large intestine and you reckon it's the garlic i've never thought about it like that i, I don't know why i think it's the garlic i think it's because we get the garlic every time and I, <laughs> I feel the same every time i would tend to agree with you though i think garlic i think it just irritates you you know yeah it, it is an irritant it is an irritant garlic the younger sibling of the bulb family is, is it the youngest or just one of the younger ones I, who, how could i possibly how could, how could i possibly tell you? how could i know that you said it <laughs> what else is in the bulb family uh, Leeks? uh onions in the bulb family i'd assume so Leeks? wait is there a bulb family? Spring onions. Oh, <laughs> lights <laughs> Bulbs. Bulbs. Bulbs plants. Here we go. Um, (laughs) We are two minutes in. (laughs) I don't think I can name any other bulbs. Um, Anemone. Looks like garlic. Anemone. Muscari. Grape hyacinth. Oh my god, there's like a graph. Narcissus. Daffodils. Oh, large. I know small alliums and large alliums. Tulips. No, I think these are different types of onions. What the heck I, is I think you're shit? looking at different brands of onions. Oh, here we go. Planting depth for popular fall planted bulbs. Mm. But oh, I'm, and this is how deep you want to plant them. Shallots? Shallots gotta be gotta be up there. They gotta be up there in the bulb. One of the youngest bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. Start bench cut. Garlic onion shallot. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a good one. Um I think I think Shallot's got to get cut. Really? Yeah. I can I start garlic, bench shallot, cut onion. Oh. Anything you usually have onion I onion. usually I dice onion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was good. That's no, really I think good. I think I think you know over the course of like a an eighty-two game season, you know, 
garlic and onion would probably do more. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But, but I, I think if in I think onion, shallot can be in kind of any situation that onion can be. Like I was gonna say, I think that if you're gonna if shallot's part of the rotation, I think shallot starts. You you think you start shallot, bench garlic, bench either garlic or onion. Wow, wow. Because shallot can pop. shallot's gotta have the ball in its hand. <laughs> yeah, <you> exactly. <laughs> Can't really share the court with anyone else. <laughs> I mean, I, I disagree with that analogy, but it is funny, so let's, <laughs> so let's leave it in. Let's leave it in. <laughs> I won't cut that out later. Um, so we, we got a bit of a fun one. <laughs> Not really. We've got a bit more of a, a bit more of an analysis one ahead, I feel, mm. than mm. we have over the past, I want to say six weeks. Yeah. Uh, however, I did have a little bit of trivia mm. for the start of the episode. We talked a bit about heaves last week. Yeah. And I finally found out that you can look at uh, heaves. Uh, and for, the uh, league leaders of. League leaders in heaves on basketball reference. If you go to shooting, if you go to the shooting page, which is under seasons, and then you want to go to uh, dot, dot, dot at the very end of um, like the season options. And then mm. when you go to the dot, dot, dot page, you can then find shooting uh, somehow. Yeah. I don't recall exactly how. But somehow. But somehow. Um, and I just wanted to ask you who you think is leading the league in heaves this season. This season. And, or just give me like, or we could do top five if you want to give me some of your top five. Well, I've got to, th- I want to throw Steph Curry in there. Even I, though he's played, you know, limited games. But I think it's almost like you almost need to have him heave like once a game, basically. Yeah. You want it. Because he might get it. Yeah. Um, he might. He just might. I want to put like... Well, I will let you know he is top. No. <laughs> he <laughs> is you. leading the league in heaps. Damn, despite being Having played two-thirds the amount of games wow. of all the other players... Oh, not all the other players, but roundabouts two-thirds the, uh, the amount of games of all the other five players. Right. Uh, four players in the top four. Um, I want to... I feel like Dylan Brooks would be in there for some reason. Um, Dylan Brooks is not in there, but he is... He, up there he gives, He's top 20 He gives heave He's giving heave he, he, he's, he's heaving He's dry um, reaching Are they good shooters Or are they just Fucking randoms I would say Yes Donovan Mitchell Yes no. Yes Donovan Mitchell Is one of the five players With at least four heaves uh, This season Wow um, God I don't really know Where to go next from here Do you want to One of them is a uh, Teammate of Steph Curry's Oh Oh Jordan Poole? Swaggy P uh, is third in the league I, for heaps. I can actually picture that. With five. Wow. I feel like you won't get four, but you might get two. I'll give you four as Sadiq Bey. Wow, really? Yeah, with four. He does give heave as well. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, one of the better, more efficient... One of the more efficient players in the league. One of the better teammates in the league. One of the better teammates in the league. And very efficient. Very efficient. Um... Bit of a young start. Bit of a would you rather him or LaMelo ball. Uh, Tyrese? Yeah, Tyrese oh, Halliburton. Nice. Also with six heaves. And of the top five players in heaves this season, Tyrese is the only one to hit one. Really? Yeah. There you go. With one. What's that? How many heaves have been hit this season? Oh my God. In total. Um, oh my God. Would you like to guess? Three. Two. Wow. So Tyrese Halliburton accounts for half of all heaves on the season. Fucking, that's crazy. And to think Devontae Graham hit a game-winning heave last season. Mm. Just to think about that. <laughs> Just for a second. Just to think about that for least. a second. How many players do you think have heaved this season? Uh, at least once. I want to say 40. 129. 129. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. 
So that checks out. I mean, considering I I would heave at the end of every quarter in two K, for example. Yeah, so yeah. The fact that it's that low actually mm. is surprising. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to know what constitutes a heave first of all. I think it's just from behind. Behind the half, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So anything, even if it looks like a heave or a bad shot from in the half court, yeah, would not be a heave by your logic. Yeah. Well, more by basketball references logic. Yeah. By, by the. This, by the grand maestros at nbastats.com or nba.com slash stats. <laughs> um, before we move on to a little bit of our 76ers talk, who do you reckon has hit the other heave this season? I feel like, you, I, feel like I should know who it is. Like, I feel like they're quite memorable when they happen. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea. It's Vladdy C, Vladko Chanchar. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I feel like I'm mispronouncing his name a little bit there, but... Shout out. Keep balling out, my guy. Yeah. Um, the 2022-23 Philadelphia 76ers. We talked a little, little bit about um, individual players and their individual brilliance last week. And I feel like uh, teams that are breaking, breaking away have been breaking away over the past few weeks and players that are breaking, oh, you know, establishing themselves in the MVP mm. race or establishing themselves in the MVP P race recently... Marco, what have you seen out of the 2022-23 Philadelphia 76ers lately that you've been liking? Wait, was this on our run sheet? Oh, was it? No. <laughs> Not the Sixers? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. I thought you were doing a bit. I was no. sure you were doing a bit. Oh, no. We're going to talk about the Nets and the like. Yeah, I, I prepared for that as well. Uh-huh. But I, I also have a cool 343 words on the 76ers. <laughs> but why don't we start with the Nets? Well, let's start with the 76ers. Oh, yeah, you you're prepared we're for this? We're here now. Oh, are you actually prepared let's for this? Let's do it. Let's do it. All why right. Not? Um, yeah, I feel like they've they've kind of flown under the radar mm. in, in the sense that they've been like very very aggressively okay, um, and definitely behind the pack of like the really good teams in the East. Like, I think basically all of the really good teams in the NBA are like in the top three in the East at the moment. Mm. Um, you know the teams you feel really confident in performing in the postseason, uh, and the Sixers are not one of them. Um, and I just don't think that really enough has changed for them to make like a huge impact in the postseason but there's a lot of nice stuff going on like uh d'anthony melton has been such a fucking good pickup for them tobias harris is i think finally understanding where he sits in the pecking mm. order on this team uh mb finally trying on defense a little bit um and yeah like they're just getting uh they're just getting freaking tyrese maxi back as well mm. so i think really yeah what, what will be the what will be the mustard on this sausage will be if Tyrese, if Tyrese Maxey can like, you know, get to the heights that he was at last season. And then they've kind of got like a slightly more established set of role players. That's my, that's my quick improvised two cents on the 76ers there. I appreciate it. Well, for my 343 words, I was, for the first time in a while, I put on a 76ers game with the purpose of like watching it rather than just like, cause you know, you like, you have, yeah, yeah. you have lunch, you chuck on 30 minutes to 15 minutes of a game. You, you, you cut your toenails, you chuck on 10 minutes of a game. So I was watching the 76ers, but like actually watching them. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's see what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. And um, Embiid's out right now. And I was like, I wonder how they look as a system without Embiid. And I was like, 
Milton Milton shot a, uh, a three from the right corner. And I was like, man, you're kind of happy with Shake Milton taking like 18 shots a game. Mm. It's like Embiid's out. And then Shake Milton checked in. And I was like, oh no, that's Anthony Melton. Yeah. So I completely fucking forgot the name <laughs> Anthony Melton. However, uh, Harden, um, his passing, I feel like, is... Uh, has never left. Like, mm. they were they yeah. were icing his pick and roll with Montrez, and he was just cutting right through it with his passing. Mm. Um, I think uh, Harden doesn't necessarily like to play slow as much as he likes to play at his own pace, mm. and Embiid's the same. Um, and just stick with me for this point. Uh, I feel as though Harden playing at his... Like, think of it like a Venn diagram. Mm. Harden playing at his pace and Embiid playing at his play, pace for most of the time aren't overlapping. But in that overlap is a very slow pace yeah. that I think they need to meet each other at. Right. Rather than just, like, retaining their own sides of the diagram. Mm. And, like, doing, like... It's not your turn, my turn, but there is still, a, there's still like, a vibe yeah. of, like, just players getting their shots mm. for the 76ers. And I think they have limited themselves with their personalities. Um... Now, Rajon Tucker was recently on Annalie Maley's podcast. Rajon Tucker no longer plays in the NBA. But he said, uh, you got some really humble guys like Giannis. They're on the topic of superstars. Mm. And he said, you got some really humble guys like Giannis. Then you got other guys who know who they are. So I then went on Rajon Tucker's basketball reference page. And he played for Utah in the 1920 season. Philly in the 2020-21 season. uh, And then both Denver and Milwaukee in the 21-22 season. Um, so you already said that Giannis is one of those humble guys. I'm willing to assume that Jokic is another one of those yeah. humble superstars, <laughs> which leaves Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Joel Embiid. And so I get the feeling that also Dimitri might be one of those more humble guys. But I do feel like Dimitri has like an ego switch yeah, that definitely. he can turn on and off. Yeah. And then, Maybe effectively as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it just leaves Gobert, Embiid, and Simmons for those um, egos. Yeah, right. And uh, I was saying it could be... <laughs> any one of them but it could probably be all of them <laughs> as well um, so then so yeah I just think that the the 76ers are going to limit themselves um, and when you compare what they're doing to like other other you know superstar combos in the league mm. then I don't know then I feel like we've seen the best of of the 76ers and I think that now having seen the first 30 what, 40-ish games of this season? Mm. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't you think, like, that point that the overlap between Harden and Embiid is quite slow? Just doesn't fit the rest of this roster at all. Mm. Like, you know, uh, Shake Milton, uh, Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, Montrez Harrell, like, they're all, like, run-and-gun players. Mm. They're all just, like, push, push, push the pace. And so I think it, I think when like the big three on this team, I did freaking triple there. Uh, <laughs> Who is the big three? I would say Embiid, Harden, Maxi. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not Tobias. Harris. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. <laughs> um, I'd say when they're all healthy, like it really is your turn, my turn. Mm. Like you know, it's just kind of Maxi not letting the half court get quite set and just mm. like sprinting into to the key, or it's like all right. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do the old school Harden thing, but like Embiid is there and Maxi is there, so maybe he maybe he will pass it, you know, a bit earlier than he might have to uh, yeah. back in the day. And then yeah, Embiid is just like, I think he's just the fucking walking definition of like an, you know, an ISO only big. Mm. Like he's just so so rarely getting involved in action with other players. Um, yeah. And and yeah, like you said, like we know. 
we know like what the, the peak of that is. It's pretty high, but it's not NBA championship high uh, yeah. at all. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and we said it on opening night on the deep two for Menwick plus Marco, but we were talking about the 76ers and we were like, mm. what do they need to do? They need to keep their offense going and like they need to find, they need to keep their pace up. Yeah. Or the players that aren't Embiid and Harden yeah. need to keep the pace up just so they have that as a weapon. Um, and 40 games later, they still haven't addressed that. And, you know, when have we ever been wrong? Yeah. yeah. When have we, when putting our five <laughs> minds together, when have we ever been wrong? Um, I think it's, it's worth saying as well, like, uh, what you were saying about like that, you know, selfish superstar. It's not just like, it's not, it's not just literal. It's not just, okay, how much of the ball are they having? Like how, yeah. how little are they getting their team involved? It's like how little like chemistry builds around a player like Joel Embiid. Yeah. You know, uh, like you go look at, I don't know, go look at the Boston Celtics, right? Like they have fucking Jason Tatum is a borderline MVP candidate. And then they've got like another sort of step down borderline yeah. all-star in Jalen Brown. You never, you never feel like those guys are like disrupting the chemistry by being superstars yeah. on that team. Like that team is just so locked in. Same with the Bucks. Like, yeah, same with the Nuggets. Like, what Jokic today against the Lakers, uh, triple double. He took five shots. He hit all five of them, but he took mm. five shots. Like, yeah, there's just no like. All right, cool. I got to get involved in this mm. uh, about any of those players, and it's just all about like building chemistry and like making the team better. Yeah. So yeah. That's it, I guess. You know, loves just talking about the league, certain things like that. Uh, well, speaking of superstars who don't have issues playing together, <laughs> man, these fellas, KD and Kyrie, are just chilling it in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, do you have anything prepared for this? <laughs> yes, yes, a little bit more. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so what? They're I think they're sixteen and eighteen in their last sixteen wins in their last eighteen games. I think it's eighteen. Is wins it in eighteen their last in the last twenty? Well, maybe it would be sixteen in their last eighteen as well. It could be both. Um, <laughs> Poor Keno. Uh, it's like just leading the league in. Everything, everything since uh, Steve Nash was fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, every single statistical category, like, mm. you know, uh, offensive rating, defensive rating, field goal percentage, blah, 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 blah. Like, freaking uh, babies kissed on the forehead. Every, everything you can imagine. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we did. We touched on it last week. Kevin Durant having another MVP caliber season. Like, his defense is sort of the glue that holds this team together. Um, and, like... I don't know. It still feels like they're doing it pretty quietly as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does. I don't think anyone's really, like... I don't think people have worried about the Nets yet. And I think they should probably start to be worried. Mm. I think uh, we'll get we'll go into it in a bit more depth as we get further into this conversation. But, like, Kevin Durant has just been injured. So, like, the next few weeks will be like, okay, is it just, like, KD and Kyrie and complementary pieces? Or it, is it, which I would agree it is is there like much more of a team here yeah then it's sort of like immediately you know obvious yeah um i think well actually to go back to the philadelphia 76ers they are 12 <laughs> and 3 in their last 15 mm. and i think that they're looking good without Embiid. and i think the nets will look okay without kd mm, mm. um but i don't think that they will i think that they'll peter like if it's if it's how long do you reckon he'll be out for well i i reckon five weeks that's going, be Five my, weeks. that's going to be my prediction. Okay. Well, in their last 20 games, that's been over the past 
six weeks ish. Well, let's say six weeks. Let's just call it <laughs> <even> six. <laughs> um, and look, well, I mean, for the next twenty games, if they were to have KD, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't assume another eighteen and two. <laughs> but I think that it'll be twelve and eight. Like I think that they'll be yeah. twelve and eight in that time. Um, and look good. I think that's mm. the most important thing mm. is that it looks like they've been building towards something. Their splits have been crazy in mm. the last 20 games. They're shooting as a team, 53, 41, 80, 81 splits, God. Uh, which is, you know, as, uh, as you might assume, a couple free throws away from 50, 40, 90 <laughs> um, per game. Uh, yeah, fuck, man. And Yuta Watanabe, fucking 53% from three on the season. 66% on corner threes on, on the season. On corner threes. <laughs> and he's fucking there a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like with KD and Kyrie at the helm, he mm. is there uh, a lot. I feel as though um, things have been quiet in Brooklyn because Kyrie's been quiet. Mm. And I think that most of their like narrative uh, over the past few seasons, I mean, I'm not breaking any ground here, <laughs> but has been what has been happening off the court and like what Kyrie's been saying. And so I, don't, I guess maybe the wider media got into a rhythm of <laughs> covering that stuff and mm. not covering what they do as a basketball team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we did touch on it last week, but they just look so... like. As a system, they're just working so fluidly, both offensively and defensively. And I still reckon that Steve Nash, just like the X's and O's... Oh, actually, no, he was a bad X's and O's basketball coach. <laughs> that was but his I th- worst part. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think... That, I, I disagree. I'd say the worst part was that the players didn't like him. And I don't mm. think that that was part of... I don't think that that was like his play calling. I think that that was like a character thing. Um, because Jacques Vaughn got these guys like straight away. Mm. Like, mm. like straight away, they, they like enjoyed playing for him. Uh, Which is ridiculous because like Steve Nash was like a character hire. Like yeah. <laughs> they got him as like a all right, we'll get like a you know a superstar whisperer to whisper all our superstars, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, oh, and, and I didn't realize, but Simo's back in the starting lineup. Mm. Um, and from my viewing experience of the Nets, he's not in their closing lineup. No, but uh, yeah, he's just fully embraced a role as a role player. Yeah, I think that's it. I think he's just decided, like, okay, I'm just gonna be really, really solid. You know, like I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm good enough. Wait, here, I'll let, let me let me ch- let me change the dimmer there for you. Yeah, I was gonna say that didn't really make that's much of a, a difference. Quite dim. <laughs> um, technical difficulties, uh, and we're back. Slate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna be like really, really solid at what I do. Not. Mm. Not like let all the offensive stuff get to me. I don't, I still think like it's a bit like you've got to be disappointed in Ben Simmons' career sort of Mm. because like he isn't this insane playmaker for this team. They're really like, they're relying on everyone else to do the heavy lifting and like there's other role players having a much bigger impact than he is. But he's just like, yep, cool. Like I know what I need to do now. Mm. Um, And it's got nothing to do with like, you know, there's no fucking new york times article anymore where i'm like yeah you know what i'm just gonna do my thing i'm gonna show out like blah 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 it's like, it's like no we're kind of we're over all that we've you know we've we've gotten over all of the media stuff to do with the brooklyn nets and it's been really good for all for the, for the brooklyn nets like yeah. the kevin kevin durant requesting a trade Kyrie irving fucking not a yeah. peep not a freaking peep from Kyrie irving mm. uh and then yeah that ben simmons sort of like redemption arc thing has just like very very quietly gone to the side yeah, it does feel as though the vibe around their team has changed from the start of the season. Mm. Like, take the Timberwolves, for example. I feel like they're still not answering questions no, that were like asked no. at the start of the season. Um, and, yeah, as you know, the Nets are just getting better and better and better. Uh, 
fucking Nick Claxton has been filling the role of just like a center in the modern league so mm. well. And I feel like it's to the point where you forget that he's young anymore. Mm. Like you're just like, oh, sick, they've got their center. Mm. Like you're not like, oh, okay, he's 23, he might figure it yeah. out soon. It's yeah. like, no, 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 they've got a guy, they've got, they've got a 20 minute like per game center. Um, that also like, yeah, and also he doesn't like demand or command no. like a starting um, like a starter's minutes Like he doesn't He's not begging for Like he's not like Fuck I need my 30 No he's minutes. not He's not begging for more touches Or anything yeah. either He's like yeah cool I'm, I'm an incredible finisher So like give me that mm. And then I'm just gonna Roam on defense And that's yeah. basically it Yeah um, Where do you reckon That like That uh, Boost from their role players Has come from Because it's come since Jacques Vaughn's been there Yeah Do you reckon it's him Or do you reckon it's like Kyrie and Katie's leadership I reckon it's, I, I'd say it, it's definitely got to be, if not Jock Vaughan, then, uh, you know, absence of Steve Nash. If not absence of Steve Nash, mm. then Jock Vaughan. But I do, I do think like, I do think whatever, you know, whatever we say about KD and Kyrie, they're probably actually good locker room. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably good locker room. Uh, you know, they probably have a good effect on the locker room. I remember there was... Uh, which the game, the, the second game this season where Royce O'Neal got a ridiculous um, tip in to win the game, and him and Kyrie just went straight into fucking like a thirty second handshake. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's that it's like it's like players a uh, player like Royce O'Neal who you know is a vet has like so much respect for Kyrie, mm. uh, sort of like trust in what he'll do on the floor, and I think. I think that sort of then then tr- trickles down to the less experienced players and the younger players is like, all right, cool. Like we're seeing all this stuff about his attitude, but then like when we're in the locker room with him, it's a completely different experience. Mm. When we're on the when we the floor with him, like you really trust him to do whatever. Because I think that's the thing that's like never fallen out of Kyrie's uh, game is like you really you trust him to make the right decision. Like mm. I don't I don't th- I don't think he's really. You never really see him throw the game away. Even in that fucking game where he... Against he, the Heat? Yeah, we pulled up from, what, like 35 feet mm. uh, when they were, what, one point down. And yeah. And had like 10 seconds on the clock. And it was like, you kind of you kind of felt like it was going to end up okay, you know? I, I do, were you watching that game? Yeah. When he When he shot it, I was like, oh my God, it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say genius. Uh, I think that was a conversation we had off air. I might just give the uh, the cliff notes of that conversation. Um, everyone, you got to stop saying the word genius so much. Jake Paul is not a genius. Elon Musk is not a genius. Harry uh, Irving, you're not a not, genius. Not a genius. Joe Rogan's not a genius. However, when he shot that, yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's genius <laughs> because like the the Nets had him on the glass. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie had like at least he got his. He's shooting form. At least he yeah, got to his shooting form yeah. with eight seconds to go, which yeah. gives him plenty of time to get that rebound. And then, it's, as you as you said, Royce O'Neal, I actually brought up his basketball reference page to see how tall he was so I, can call it, so I could call him Royce to 6'4". Um, or his other nickname on basketball reference, which is Big Meal. Wow. Big Meal Royce O'Neal. He, he do be eating. Uh, but he, is, um, he has been so important mm. for them this season, mm. I feel. I feel as though he's been like this, f- f- like he's playing it like a m- very pivotal role, and he's been so dependable, mm. and he's been the type of player that ends up on every contender. Mm. Like there's always this guy that just makes up for everyone else's mistakes, mm. and like, um, and he won't make mistakes himself, 
And he just allows other players a freedom to make their mistakes and like be creative and uh, where other players might boom bust more. Royce O'Neal is just like a steady figure. And it feels crazy to say that about him since like, it just felt like he was dumped on the nets at the start of the season. Um, But he's been like, he's been incredible. Like he's been so good for this team. I think at the beginning of the season, it was like too much Royce O'Neal. Uh, you remember yeah. when they were really struggling at the beginning? I was like, why does he have the ball mm-hmm. on every possession? It's because like no one else knew what they were doing. Like Ben Simmons was terrible, and <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word, Kyrie wasn't playing. And KD, I don't think I don't think KD had really fully embraced like that he was going to be on this Brooklyn team for the rest of the season. And so yeah, it was up to Rose O'Neal to like pick everyone up by their bootstraps and yeah. like uh, run the offense basically. But now now this is like the value that you get from him is yeah like you said he's just not a guy who makes mistakes he hits open threes he uh you know he defends the best the best wing on the other team and like he's sort of a handy secondary playmaker as well so um yeah and just looking at this nets roster it looks so much better than you felt about it about two months ago yeah (laughs) man looking at (laughs) <laughs> Looking at their roster, so many players are shooting above league average from yeah. three. Yeah, they got they got six guys. Let's call it five guys mm. uh, shooting above forty percent from three. With one of them being Dayron Sharp shooting eighty <laughs> percent on five total attempts. Um, That's good though. But <laughs> but it does feel like uh, all those other role players are now just like. Like, since Jacques Vaughn's taken over, it's like, you guys are going to be completely off ball, mm, but you're mm. going to be so deadly when you're off ball. Yeah. Like, you're going to be moving, you're going to be setting screens, you're going to be catching and shooting. And when you get that ball, you're going to be fucking yeah. shooting that ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're going to be cutting, you're going to be causing, like, absolute chaos. If the ball is in KD's hands, it's already scary enough for the D. So you, like, make the most of, like, whatever you're doing off ball. Because mm, mm. it does feel like they're running plays, like, quite a lot more than they used to. Yeah. But it also does feel like they, they're, free, they're freestyling a lot more. And just playing much more connected when they do freestyle, um, and yeah, it's just like uh, like who, like who's your favorite um, Nets role player right this, now? This was a thing like two seasons ago. It would change change every week. <laughs> no, it was backup center. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Reggie Perry. Pe- I, I think it's got to, it's got to be Yuta at the moment. Um, uh, I, I'm Edmund Sumner. like he's barely even playing anymore. I know he's still shooting ninety three percent from the I line. Was actually, I was just getting his his basketball reference up because yeah. I want to I want to. He had some fucking like huge scoring games earlier in the season, didn't he? And now he's yeah. and now it's like he's just absolutely relegated to a role. Yeah. Not 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 for the detriment of the team or anything. Mm. Um what do you have? Yeah, he had a okay, well they weren't huge, but he had he had like a <laughs> he for someone I fucking didn't know anything about and then he had 18, 11, 13, 18 on like really good shooting. Yeah. You know, back to back to back to back. Mm. Uh that was impressive. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Yuda, just because he's fucking... He's hitting everything. And his expression when Kyrie got that uh, that <laughs> put back yeah. Tomahawk dunk was actually my favorite thing ever. Mm. He was just... He was so... He was just so happy. Yeah. Um, the Nets currently have three players shooting the 40-90... Uh, 40-90 parts of the 50-40-90 <laughs> shooting splits. They got Markeith Morris who, I mean, I would never celebrate him, but I don't know. I feel good about the Nets now, so I'm happy to <laughs> let that one slide. But Seth Curry, I completely even forgot, yeah, was like a part yeah, of this team. Yeah. Um, and then also I feel like he's like 
been one of those players that has just uh, benefited from a minimized role. Mm. Um, and Paddy Mills is shooting 42% from three this season and 93% from the old free throw line. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And, and barely, barely going to look in as well. But that, I mean, that, that speaks to the depth of this team is Paddy yeah. Mills was like, the sort of the go to uh, the go to three point role player yeah. last season, and he can't even get a look in. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that thing with Seth Curry, like when he was um, when he was in Philly, like I mean, he played really well, but like he'd often have to he'd often have to be the playmaker. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of minutes every not a lot but a lot for a guy like Seth Curry. There's a lot of minutes every night where he was like playing point basically. Um, and now, yeah, you can just be completely reduced to like catch and shoot, doing yeah. a, doing a little tiny a little tiny bit of on ball action. Mm. Uh, but you know, when you've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Ben Simmons, there's not really much of that ball to go around. Yeah, and I feel like uh, that was a product of the '76s and potentially Doc Rivers' uncreative, not like mm. lack of creativity, mm. because when they had JJ Redick, there was so much JJ Redick, yeah, and potentially way too much yeah. JJ Redick and like dribble handoffs and him shooting off balance threes for like what the team should have been. Although maybe I'm being an asshole, and that was actually Brett Brown. Which <laughs> I think it was. A, I think there's a crossover. Yeah, and there was a. Crossover it was definitely there. a crossover. There. A crossover. No one asked. He, for. <laughs> he was definitely there on the like the. Yeah. Was it only Brett Brown? It seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the As po- you were. The point still stands. <laughs> um, what have you made of TJ Warren so far? Bubba Warren. I have not made much of him, I'll yeah. be honest. I was going to ask, though, and this might be too hard to answer on the spot, but who do you reckon... Would you rather have TJ Warren or Victor Oladipo on your team? Oh... Uh... Fuck, because <laughs> I think that it would be Oladipo for me. Yeah, that that's where I'm leaning. I think it's a bit more of a steady pick mm. than TJ Warren, but I think he's looked really good. Yeah, like every time he's, it still feels like they're working him into their system. Definitely, but it's it. He's still like, I feel like he's doing a lot with what he's mm. being given. Mm. He's probably, I would say, um, what's it called? Playing amongst his means. Like outside of his what he's above his means, above like, his means, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, but like outside of his bounds as well. Right, right. Just kind of just two ways of saying the same thing. <laughs> but I feel as though they're getting more out of him than you would expect from a player like just working their way yeah, back into shape. Definitely, definitely. But you know, there's no pressure. There's no mm, pressure for him yeah. to do more than what he's doing right now. Uh, yeah, but and again, it's just like it's just an awesome value add. Yeah, uh, especially. Especially if he can even, you know, touch, like, obviously he's just not going to get enough touches to do what he did yeah. um, in the bubble. Mm. But if he can even sort of get close to that level of play, uh, it's just such a huge, huge value add for the Nets. Yeah. Especially during the regular season, if you got Kevin Durant, you know, missing time and you got yeah. Kyrie missing time. And also on this stretch... Chucking him out for 20 minutes and eight shots mm. is like so, so low risk and like potentially high reward. Yeah. Um, and then also if he does like find, refine that form for like a game mm. per playoff series, mm. then that's a game that's going to win. Yeah. If KD and Kyrie are having bad games, they'll combine for 45. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. if you get 20 from TJ Warren, that's 65. You only need to find 35 more points. Yeah. And you're, you're halfway there you're to 100. 100. And first to 100 does win. <laughs> Uh, they are playing first to 100 Elam in. Oh, what is this? The most interrupted episode of all time. Oh, boo! What the hell? 
Hey, happy new year. Hello and welcome to the Deep Two. I'm Mr. Both My Man, how are we? And I co-host a weekly NBA podcast that I think you'd like. The Deep Two, named after Josh Smith's favourite shot, has us rambling on about everything that goes on in the NBA world, all the way from game recaps to off-season hypotheticals to Warriors exceptionalism. Join us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Dante, you forgot to talk about the freaking website. The freaking website, true. TheDeep2.com, so simple, I can't believe it, is our very own website where you can read long-form articles on all of the day's big basketball topics. The Pensman that you guys know as the JVG NBA Tribute Show Boys even feature on there from time to time, so check it out. Okay, Dante, now you can send us off. Peace. And we're back. (laughs) For a third and final time. For a third and final time. So, uh, not sure where we left it. Well, on the other uh, side of the coin of... Basketball things we don't talk about uh, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Uh, They've actually recently been the Win Angeles Lakers. Yes, as in they've been winning a few games and losing others. And not losting many. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're on a six-game winning streak. Well, they lost to the Nuggets today. Oh, okay. They well, were, before that. They were on a five-game winning streak. They're eight and six in their last uh, 14 uh, That's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is a severe improvement uh, from... From uh, you know, the the Lakers team that we've come to uh, grow and love. Actually, sorry, that's 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 what I that's what I wanted to say. Uh, they're eight and six since AD went down. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So they were playing very poorly at the start of the season. They mm-hmm. were playing quite well when AD, uh, you know, came back and started, you know, dropping thirty five and twenty night in night out. Mm-hmm. And then they've been pretty okay. Yeah. Since then, uh, I think LeBron's missed three of those games, including today's loss to the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been averaging over that stretch thirty-four seven and seven mm-hmm. on fifty-seven percent from the field, um, and I think just kind of getting lost in this, you know, late December, early January uh, barrage of players dropping 40, 50, 60, 70. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 80 uh, night in night out uh, but that's like that's pretty impressive for a 38 year old oh yeah definitely uh, and you know if you can get those numbers you go get them um, but I also feel like LeBron or and slash the Lakers play has been going under the radar because LeBron just keeps coming out with like man you know love getting these numbers but I'm not going to do it on a team that doesn't make the playoffs and then he comes out the next time he's like no I wasn't saying that I don't want to be here I was saying that we're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> we're going to start playing better as a team, etc., etc. Um, I think that they're just having a nice stretch, but they aren't legit by any mm. any any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Uh, and I feel like every month since the start of the 2020-21 uh, season has been, so that's since the bubble championship, has been like, oh, if you can just get 50 games out of LeBron and 50 from AD mm. to then, oh, if you just can get 50, uh, 30 games of AD and LeBron together to then... <laughs> They just need a month or two to gel. <laughs> and then, honestly, just the 10 games before the playoffs, if they can all play together, then, you know, we should be right as mm. rain. We should be good to go. And then who wants our 2027-2029 first-round draft picks? Those are still out there if anyone, if anyone wants that. But, yeah, I just, like, we don't talk about any other serious team mm. in that way. We're just like, okay, cool, this team is good. This team is producing. This team keeps winning. Um, but... Uh, and I know that, n- that neither of us are calling them contenders no, or pretenders, no, no, no. but I think I think that it's it's fun. It's a fun January story to follow, but it won't matter in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. 
But um, I do think they have... I, I think Darwin... I, we mentioned this sort of off mic, but I think Darwin Ham is a good coach. Like, he's definitely improving as the season gets on and he's getting things out of these players. Like, this is actually... This is genuinely the worst roster in the league outside of uh, a tanking team. Like, mm. genuinely. Um, but, like, f- for example... <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, since Again, since AD went down, Thomas Bryant has been the starting center uh, for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Wizards it, a legend. Thomas Wizards Bryant. a fucking legend. Uh, your guy, TYG, uh, <laughs> Thomas Bryant. Uh, he's averaging 17 points, 10 rebounds. He's shooting 68 from the four, 55 from three. Mm. Uh, and like his defense has not looked good. I would just say that. But that's like a pretty good pickup for someone who looked completely lost, like yeah. coming back from his injury at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he had a he had a season. He shot forty two point nine percent from three mm-hmm. over the season, and as all NBA fans know, that's three or seven from the three. <laughs> Those weren't that wasn't his volume. No, um, no, he's shooting one one and a half a game at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing with Thomas Bryant that I got to learn was that he when he got like oh, which he never got forty games in a row. But when he got like a good solid chunk of basketball in a row, um, or just like miss one or two games out of every ten, then after like a few months, he actually was looked looked really good defensively, mm-hmm. and he always made really silly mistakes, usually due to his footwork, because he had the strength. He just didn't never knew, he had to put himself in the right position, um, and that's what this team's gonna need. Mm. They're not gonna need, they, you know the fucking the numbers are gonna come from uh, those other three guys, yeah. uh, and it's the the D that they need help with. Um, I was going to say before, please, Darwin is my son's name. Call me Mr. Ham. And he is Darwin Ham Senior. Really? So it does work. He's does, Senior. Yeah. You'll I, never guess I what his son's name I thought you were going to say he was, he was Darwin Ham Junior or Darwin Ham 2. No, 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 because he can say... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I get it now. I do get it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you like about this Lakers team? Uh, <laughs> dude. Um... I'm looking at Darvin Ham's playing career mm. if we want to just swiftly move onto that. He played for the Austin Toros in the G League. Mm. Uh, Great no, franchise, the, the, by the way. The D League, it was called back wow. then. The Albuquerque Thunderbirds. And before that... The Albuquerque Thunderbirds. Yeah. What a great name. And before that, the Talk and Text Phone Pals, which is now the TNT Tropang Giga, which is... I'm not too sure. What are you talking about? Oh, it's a Philippine long-distance phone company. But he played for them. Yeah. He played basketball for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the Philippine Basketball Association. Oh, fucking now I have seen everything. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so... So they were the talking text phone pals when he was playing for them. They then rebranded to the talking text Tropang Texters. <laughs> And then just the TNT Tropang Texters. Unbelievable what she can do. What are you saying to me? This is what he's been this is what he's been up to since his uh his departure from the NBA. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. Wow. But I don't have much to say for much for the 2022-23 Lakers uh this season. Uh fair enough. Yeah, I think I think I think you read it completely right. Like <laughs> they're they're gonna sniff around the play and and then I don't think there's no you. Ha, you absolutely cannot be under the illusion that if they get into the play-in mm-hmm. and then if they get the seventh or the eighth seed, that they will like win a playoff series. Yeah. Because I don't think yeah I don't think any level of LeBron and AD I don't think 
you know, oh, Westbrook, but he's in like he's in he's in this refined role, like he knows what he's doing now. I don't think uh, Dennis Schroeder shooting forty percent from the three. I don't think any of that gets you a playoff. Westbrook's in sex mode. Yeah, is that what they say? I think so. <laughs> um, Russell Westbrook, the second, the third, the third. Yeah, Russell Fucking Westbrook, crazy, the third. Man. That's a that's a that's a fact. And that him. baby he rocking, Russell Westbrook, the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you want to? Did you want to mention something about Zion's injury? Well, should should we talk about uh, before we recorded this episode? It feels like a fucking lifetime ago. Mm. We watched the the JVG Bowl, as it's called around yeah. these parts. Uh, the Washington Wizards versus the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you make of the game, Lucas? Um, <laughs> you looked like you weren't enjoying. I it. wasn't enjoying it. I liked the first ten points because they were all ours, <laughs> and then from that point, it was just fucking beat down. Uh, I didn't like the way we we closed out the first half. We were very lazy mm. um, with our passing, and then also defensively, we were just not there, and we just quit on the game. And you guys are a good team, and you can't do that against a good team, regardless mm. of if they do don't have Zion and Brandon Ingram. Mm. Um, you guys work well as a system with them there and without them there. Uh, and yeah, you just you made us pay for, <laughs> I guess, being ourselves. <laughs> I don't know, it's quite. It's strange watching the Wizards because I, I do I really like most of your starters. Like uh, I mean, yeah, Bradley Beal's his own beast. So is Kristaps Porzingis. But like Monty Morris is such an absolute bucket, and he was just getting those those like those deep twos that were like almost mm. contested but not quite, where he got them off like just before the defender could get their hand up, and there were money every single time. Yeah, like he never ever misses that shot. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma was like the only. The only wizard who really looked like he wanted to win the game. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> um, I think that's a fair uh, I, summation. I think he hit back-to-back, step-back threes. Yeah. Uh, finished the first quarter with 13 points. Um, and yeah, he was just really going for it. Like, hit two two freaking like Jordan reverse layups. Yeah, like he did in game six. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he went game six mode. He went Carl Kuzma game six. <laughs> Which is <laughs> adjacent to Westbrook sex mode. <laughs> and then, yeah, Corey Kispert, like, in the first quarter, he hit that fucking, like, he was just hitting those catch and shoots three where he doesn't even catch him. He just, like, kiss, yeah. he kisses them into the net. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as Rui or Denny come on oh man <laughs> like everything sort of crumbles um you know like denny we've spoken at length about how we don't like him Rui's really like i really don't i just don't know i just don't know the point of him yeah i just don't know the point of him on this wizards team especially on offense like I, uh you don't like what do you what does he do when he doesn't have the ball you know like he hit one really good corner three mm. like a really nice confident catch and shoot but apart from that, like he sort of, sort of, he stands on the wing and he like has his hands like he has his hands like this. Like, give me <laughs> yeah. it, give me it, and they're like, oh no, we're not going to give it to you. And he's like, oh, well, then I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> like I'm not going to move around. I'm not going to cut. I'm not going to, I'm not going to move to the corner. So yeah, it's sort of like all the all the juice falls out of your game when some of those guys come off the bench. And I think yeah, like what you said that yeah, there was just no. They weren't switched on. And like, I know we used to be like the least fucking switched on team in the league. We loved, we loved turning it over. We loved giving it away in the fourth quarter. I think since the CJ trade, um, since, you know, the emergence of like Jose and Herb uh, and obviously Willie Green, like we have become just a team that doesn't. We still turn the ball over, but like if we turn the ball over, we're all getting back, you know, mm. and we're, we're switched on in those late game situations. So yeah, I think, and that, that felt like the golf more than like the talent because like 
you know, I, I mean, I think obviously, I think we have the better roster, but it, that felt like the difference for me today. Yeah. There's turnovers and like what you do when you commit them. Yeah. Um, I feel as though some, I've been, you know, a, a, a big fan of Wes Unsell Jr. as a coach. However, I think some of his rotations are a bit random. Mm. Like we go from starting two centers to then finishing the quarter with three wings on. Mm. And it's just like, there's no, I'm not sure what the idea is. Like, and there's like, there's no consistency um, throughout like, like what momentum are we continuing from having like this double big lineup to then having these wings on the court? Mm. Uh, so I just don't really get what that means. And then also when you have Denny and Rui on the court at the same time, that's just two guys you don't need to worry about as the other team. Uh, and they don't play beyond their means and their means are very, very limited. Um, and I think it's <clears throat> getting to the point where it's like, it's kind of too late to trade Rui now, I feel. Mm. Uh, and it might it might not be too late to trade Denny yet, although I personally wouldn't take him if I was another team. <laughs> but I think that there might still be value for yeah. Denny. Um, and I think this team's de- in like desperate need of a trade. And it's like, oh, you know, these guys are still young. But it's like, yeah, but they're shit. Like, they're not good. Mm. So I don't know what we're holding on yeah. to. And what, Rui's been with you, what, is I he in his fourth is, season? I think this is Y4 now. Yeah, and Denny's three. Unfortunately. So, yeah, I, you don't you, you don't get many chances on the team that drafted you after that, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, if you're, not, if you're not having an impact, that kind of feels like it. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, <clears throat> before we say goodbye, I wrote an article uh, that's on Fansided about D'Angelo Russell. Feel free not to read it. Uh, fansided in the Slack chat, they always offer all these articles. And I'm like, I just want to get my reps up. So uh-huh. I just like take some of the articles from time to time. But it's about like, should it contend to trade for D'Lo? And I just wrote some bullshit. I thought it was good. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. You got it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You searched it? Well, no, I think you linked it. Really? Oh, no, I searched it. Yeah, yeah. I, went on, I went on fansided.com and I went to Lucas Petridis. Yeah. And I looked at it. I was like, hey, hey, he's been writing a few articles. But he hasn't <laughs> been like... Posting everywhere. Yeah, I guess it was it was it was silly season, you know. No, also I, I I share my stuff on the deep too, and my WNBA stuff, um, which I wanted to be just women's basketball, but fan sided was very strictly on like yeah. it's going to have a WNBA angle. <laughs> um, but like the others, the NBA stuff I write for fan sided, I don't share. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Anyhow, I see what you're saying. And hey, congrats on getting a, a thousand. A thousand reads in, oh, yeah. in your first month with fansite.com. Yeah. A dollar coming my <laughs> way. So pay up. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 50%. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week then. All right. Catch ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am.